Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings everywhere. Tomorrow, I'm heading off to Costa Rica on a retreat that I will be leading And I do a lot of travel between my yoga work slash vocation, fun, and then my personal holidays with my family or friends or visiting family. And so today's podcast is a brief one about how to travel as a vegan. And then so I'll talk about it from a vegan standpoint because I'm vegan, but you could kind of substitute this with anything that you do, that how, how you eat differently and how to travel and how to prepare for that. Because that question crops up a lot for people. And I do a lot of traveling, so and I've been vegan for 17 and a half years, so I have a pretty good idea of how to travel well and successfully as a vegan, as somebody who's in pretty much practice eating differently than the majority of the world. As of now, it's changing little by little. And so that, in because it is changing, makes it a lot easier. So let me back up 17 and a half years ago when I became vegan. And I wasn't traveling as much, but I did do some big trips and whatnot with my husband and then having children and, and traveling with them and preparing food for them and, and all that. So There's a lot that's changed in 17 and a half years that has made it a lot easier to travel being vegan. And one of them is technology. There are apps now. There's many apps. One I've used over the years and I've just stayed with that, but there's other ones. So please 
feel free to write me and tell me some other ones that we can make sure that people know about. But happy cow is is a very is just such a solid one that I've used for all these different years. And so it's an app. It's also you can find it on the internet without downloading the app, but the app just makes it easy. And Happy Cow is going to tell you everywhere in the surrounding area where you are that is vegan, has vegan options, has vegetarian options. So you can really uh, restrict it to just vegan, or you can open up and expand it and just say vegetarian friendly or vegetarian options because what a lot of people will do is they will write in and say, hey, I went to this restaurant or cafe and had two or three really nice vegan options, even though the cafe itself is not vegan. So that's a great way to prepare when you're traveling is to figure out and kind of plot out if you are going to eat out um, or eat out some, look at where there are going to be friendly options for you. So the other thing is like we're going hiking this summer and our hike is across Wales. We've also hiked across England and we've hiked across Scotland. And both of those hikes entail going from one kind of B&B or or some kind of small hotel or some, it's mostly B&Bs or, or Airbnbs or hotels or hostels, but from one spot to another. And so in doing that, we have a lot less control about what kind of food we're going to be able to pick up on the way or carry with us. So my husband's really great about contacting the place we'll be staying way ahead of time, letting them know that we're the vegans. And sometimes it's literally like, oh, you're the vegans. We've been waiting for you (laughs) because you're really spotlighted if you're in the minority. And just telling them ahead of time what is it what it, what is vegan if 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 we have to do that and that's very rare nowadays that people don't know what a vegan is different than seventeen and a half years ago it, you would really have to explain exactly what it meant to be vegan not only that not eating the flesh of animals but not eating any of their hormonal secretions like eggs or milk anything that came from an animal so that sometimes you really I we would have to really lay it out. And I still do that now. I still will say it cannot contain any any kind of animal product at all. So no dairy, um, no eggs. And so anyway, we'll contact ahead of time and just map that out. So a lot of this is just the preparation and organization ahead of time. We've run into virtually no resistance with this at all in our travels, especially if you do it ahead of time. The people at those B&Bs or or wherever we're staying are very happy to have food on hand. And it's not really that hard for breakfast type food because if if they can locate some kind of non-dairy milk, then there's always oatmeal that can be had or cereal or toast. And then we can ask for nut butter or just jam or something like that. And then of course, fruit if possible is always great too. So then they'll often send us off with a lunch and that can also be very simple. And if they really are not, if the people are not clear about what vegan is, you can offer suggestions. So just have suggestions in mind. If you're paying for the food, then 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 it gives the people an idea of how, how to purchase the stuff that you want. And it's different if you are not staying somewhere that provides the food. So with that, you might have to bring things along with you. So for instance, we've done some service trips to some some places that really didn't have 
anything close to being like a, you know, co-op or anything like that. Like we we did a week in the Dominican Republic a few years back in a very the Monte Cristi was the name of the city and and it was it was fairly it was hard to find any kind of grocery stores that would have uh, non-dairy milk, but they were possible. And so with things like that, I, I don't, I'm not in need of having milk, by the way. So if I don't have non-dairy milk, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. It's So for breakfast, we would have other options like toast or, you know, ma- ma- mainly the kids. We were traveling with our children. So I just always want to make sure they have something. I'm not a breakfast person per se, so I'm, I'm fine with having something really light. But as long as we had some breakfast, some I mean, some um, fruit and then some toast and oatmeal made with water, we were good to go. And then the rest of it is pretty easy, just going down through, we were doing a service trip, so the funds were very limited, but it was actually quite cheap to just do the things that are eaten the way that the rest of the culture was eating, which was a lot of rice and beans and um, some fried plantains and um, some other vegetables that were very easy to um, find there. So that was actually not very hard. It was that it was pretty simple and we had the same meal often, but that was fine with me. I've mentioned before, I could have rice and beans every day. So some of it is also being adaptable, right? I talk a lot about, about being adaptable in movement. So some people will say, well, being adaptable and go, is going into a culture and then not making a big fuss about what to eat. And so just eating with eating what they would eat and and being adaptable to that. And my argument is I don't put my ethics aside when I go into a different culture. I don't put them aside when I go into my friend's house. I don't put them aside when it's inconvenient. And I don't think that is disrespectful at all. In fact, I would think that people would respect me more and I would respect them more if we respect each other's adherent to our moral vision and our moral values. And so I disagree when people say, oh, you know, I travel and I try to just eat as the culture eats because I want to respect that. I think that's wonderful if you are open-minded about, you know, that other people are not going to do that, but that doesn't mean I disrespect the culture at all because I don't disrespect my culture, even though my culture has a lot of animal products in it. What I try and do for my own personal existence is do the least amount of harm and the most amount of good and have the most amount of compassion as possible for all living beings. And I don't just put that aside because it becomes less convenient or because I go to a culture that is has very little options for me. And I've, I've been in those situations. So I just want to, I guess... Be clear about that. That's that would never be an issue for me. I mean, that's just in other words, that would not be something where I would say like, "Wow, I can't find anything. I'm just gonna, you know, have a little cheese or something." It's just that would be repugnant to me because it wouldn't be consistent with my values. I would find something, and I think if you're if you don't have this kind of default, you'll figure it out, and it's actually not nearly as hard as you think. And I have traveled again to second world, third world countries really, really back area countries and very urban areas. And all of them I had did not have any problems finding options because I was adaptable to what those options would look like. So that's what I mean by adaptability. Sometimes it might be like a crepe that had very little flavor to it. And I added some, you know, beans or something to it. 
and some veggies, and that's fine. I mean, we also went to Ecuador and on another service trip, and it was in a very poor area, and there was not a lot of options, but there was always rice, there was always beans, and there was always some kind of vegetable or fruit. So I, I just, uh, we kept it well-rounded that way. So I think a big thing with travel is be prepared. So call ahead of time, get all of it worked out, get, be very clear about what, what being vegan means or what your um, food needs are. So if you're gluten-free or something else, you need to um, be very clear to the people that you're going to be staying with or where you're going to be visiting or a restaurant or a hotel. or. And then the other thing is, so be organized about getting that information out ahead of time and, and looking where there's some options are and then be, be adaptable to what is available. Sometimes I think that, you know, as travelers, as more, I guess, Western mindset of convenience and kind of we have a high bar of what we expect, which I think is fine, but we also have to be, we want to be adaptable. You know, when you go to some areas in the world, there's just not going to be the same stuff that we have that we can just buy just around the corner here. And that is being adaptable. So adaptable to what is available um, within the things that we do eat. Um, the other thing I would say about travel is have a backup in, uh, stuff, you know, especially if you are somebody who needs a lot of food, who is, and, and those are the people that get really nervous about traveling, like what I'm, I'm going to get so hungry. I'm going to want, I'm going to get hangry and just <laughs> take somebody out. And so if you know that you are very particular in your eating or that you require a lot more food and you're afraid that wherever you're traveling is just not going to have enough vegan options or at least enough to fill you up, then I would pack stuff that you can bring with you. You can never go wrong doing that. Uh, my friend Kristen came with me to Greece and I think she had half of her bag was devoted to her gluten-free vegan food and I loved it. It was like she, and, and there's just a comfort in knowing like, hey, you know what? If I don't find what I'm going to be looking for, I have it. And so I think that's really smart. It's just setting yourself up for success ahead of time. And I do this also when I'm going on the plane, always. Because even though there are vegan options now on the plane that you can purchase, sometimes they're, um, you, kind of you have to purchase them and along with it, you might have like a cheese item. So you're basically just throwing money away because you're not going to eat that cheese item. And it's also expensive. I mean, everything you're going to buy at the airport or on the airplane is just jacked up. The, the price is jacked up so much. So I always, always prepare something or buy something prepared to bring with me so that I don't have to purchase something at the airport. There's a lot of vegan choices at the airports, most airports. But again, you're going to be paying like triple the price. So I would, and that goes for any type of food you're going to buy at the airport. So I would always travel with some food in hand for the airport, for the airplane ride. And, and most of it will get you through security. What I will say, and this has happened like four times. And after the fourth time, I was like, okay, that was my fault because I just forgot. But hummus does not get through security. Such a bummer. Uh, it's um, maybe it does in some airports, but the ones I've gone gone to are, are, are pretty uh, pretty secure ones that really take out anything. And 
Sometimes they'll even take out nut butters. So you have to be a little bit aware of that. You can look at like what is TSA approved and what isn't ahead of time. But I, having um, bought and had the seal wrapped and everything several times hummus and then had it taken away, I felt like I was going to cry on the spot. And then by the fourth time, I was like, oh, that was my fault. So now I know, I think hummus is almost always going to be taken from you, which is too bad because that's a great, great um, thing to have. You know, you can just eat it with carrots or an apple or crackers or something like that. And it's very satiating and filling and light at the same time. But I always uh, carry fruit with me. I always will take um, some kind of like packaged kale salad. Uh, you could always make a sandwich or something ahead of time, but be prepared. I've, I've seen people, some of my vegan friends um, that, that I've met at different courses, you know, and they have like little mini coolers that they travel with and they're just packed with stuff. So I think the big takeaway is, one more time, know where you're going and contact the area. Look up on Happy Cal. What are some places uh, in the area that you're going to that are going to... There's so many surprising places. Like we were on the big island of Hawaii a couple years back in the volcano area and up on the volcano itself in this tiny little town. And it came up on Happy Cow. And not only did it come up on Happy Cow, there was like four options between being vegan friendly and vegan or vegetarian friendly right there in this tiny town. And so that was pretty amazing because there was nothing else around and we did have stuff. So we had looked ahead of time and sometimes um, the Happy Cow stuff is not as up to date. Rarely that happens now, but you know, I always think it's smart to double check by calling or emailing just to make sure the place that you're looking at is actually still standing and, and is an, uh, an active place of sales. So look up stuff ahead of time where you're going to be going. Be adaptable, meaning it might, you might have to have the same meal, you know, three days in a row. And boy, I know that's not always fun if you're have, especially if you had been having pasta every time you go to a wedding and that's that was like the vegetarian or vegan option that can get old but i think just being being adaptable you don't want to be a scroogey vegan you know a grumpy vegan because i look at myself as a representation of much more than me i want to represent a kind of this vessel of compassion and vitality and i don't want to do it by being judgy of other people because everybody's on their own path and I also don't want to do it by being grouchy and grumpy about what few choices there might be. So it's not going to, nobody's going to win in that situation. So be adaptable to, to the meals that are avail, available to you. And um, finally, you know, uh, pack some stuff for yourself. Maybe pack a lot of stuff for yourself. And I should add on there, you know, now we have, uh, we, we have had this for many years, but there are um, so many, non-dairy milks that come in these boxes on these box containers and those are really easy to bring in checked in your checked bags you can't bring that through security but you can bring it in a checked bag so i often um if we're not if we're going somewhere where i'm really not sure what are going to be the options i'll put a couple of those in our check bags in a um sealed container like a protected container and uh so that they're not going to spill anywhere, even though you know they're already vacuum sealed and shut. Just having them in one extra kind of bag is always helpful. 
So be prepared, bring your stuff on the airplane, bring your stuff if you're driving, bring your stuff in the car. Boy, it's easy when you go on a road trip, you just have a cooler of stuff so that you just don't know if you're going into areas of the country that don't have as many options. You always are prepared. So I hope that helps. Traveling vegan is really easy. And again, if you're vegan, for whatever reason you're vegan, just look at it as like not something that you're just going to toss aside when it's less convenient because I think it's a great practice of, of stick-to-itness, you know, like of let's be consistent with our values, with our philosophy, so that even if it feels like it might take a few more extra steps, that's not a big deal. We're not going to just toss that aside just because it might be inconvenient for um, a day or two. Just be prepared so that inconvenience isn't a big deal and that you can stick to doing the things that make you feel good, whether it's eating this way for yourself, for others, for the environment, or all of the above. It's a good movement for all of us to figure out how to travel well, travel happily, travel gratefully, and then travel and stick to the way we want to eat no matter what. So have a wonderful day. And let me know if you have any questions about this episode or tips that you like to do when you're traveling that I didn't mention today. Take care. Also, uh, always share this episode if you can. I love um, when people share with friends who might not have known about this podcast. And then you can always subscribe, rate, and review. Take a picture of the review and send it to podcast at movementbylara.com. And we will send you a free class link from my Lit Daily classes. Thanks. Hugs from me to you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.